This is KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition. Good morning. We've got a cloudy sky and 73 degrees at the KVOM studios. Today is Friday. It is the 23rd of July, 2021. Rich Moller's with your KVOM Morning News Watch. Should see the clouds clear out pretty soon. We'll have a slight chance of rain late this afternoon. Mostly, though, we're going to see a lot of sunshine. It's going to be a scorching hot day. High of 93, with a heat index as high as 102. Tonight, mostly clear skies, a low down to 74. Saturday brings a slight chance of showers and thunderstorms. Sunshine otherwise, and a high of 95, with a heat index as high as 103. It'll be clear Saturday night, a low of 74. And Sunday, sunny with a 30% chance of rain and thunderstorms and a high of 96. Monday, another hot day, sunny and 96 with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms. Right now we've got clouds. Again, those should be gone soon. 73 degrees at the KVOM studios, and let's congratulate our employee of the day. It is Angie Madlock at CHI St. Vincent Moralton. Looking at obituary announcements this morning, Gregory Lynn McDaniel, age 51, of Russellville, died on Saturday, July 17th. He is survived by two sons, Isaac McDaniel of Russellville and Evan Button of Fort Smith. One daughter, Ashlyn McDaniel of Fordyce. His father, Reverend John C. McDaniel, and his wife, Joyce of Russellville. Two sisters and two brothers. Graveside service for Gregory Lynn McDaniel will be held Saturday, July 24th, at 10 a.m. at Rose of Sharon Cemetery in Blackwell by Pastor Jerry Ross, Jr. Public walkthrough visitation will be today from 3 to 6 p.m. at Vance Wilson and Jarrett Funeral Home in Moralton. Brian Eugene Pitts, age 25, of Perry, died on Tuesday, July 20th. Funeral services will be held Monday, July 26th at 2 p.m. at the Harris Chapel, Burial will be at Perry Cemetery by Harris Funeral Home of Moralton. The family will receive friends one hour prior to service time. Joel Summers, Jr., age 85, of Perry, died on Sunday, July 19th. Memorial service will be held Saturday, July 24th at 2 p.m. at Perry Baptist Church. Services and arrangements are by Bob Neal and Sons Funeral Home of Moralton. George H. Templeton, age 85, of Wildwood, Missouri, died on Tuesday, July 13th. Graveside services will be Saturday, July 24th at 1 p.m. at Rose of Sharon Cemetery in Blackwell. Arrangements are by Larry G. Acklin Funeral, home of Moralton. Imogene L. Walker, age 78, of Twin Groves, died Wednesday, July 14th. Funeral services will be held this morning at 11 o'clock at Zion Grove Missionary Baptist Church in Twin Groves. Arrangements are by Larry G. Ackland Funeral Home of Conway. Stephen Kelly Williams, age 46, of Moralton, died July 15th. A memorial service will be held this afternoon at 1 o'clock at Better Life Ministries, number 6 Limley Road in Atkins. Arrangements are by Larry G. Ackland Funeral Home of Conway. Coming up on 735, we have clouds in 73 degrees at the KVOM studios. Clouds should clear out soon. We'll have sunshine with a slight chance of late afternoon showers or thunderstorms. A high of 93 with a heat index as high as 102. KVOM's Morning News Watch continues in just a moment. 
Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Pettyjean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You're listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch. It's 736, cloudy skies and 73 degrees at the KVOM studios. The 2021 Moralton Job Fair, sponsored by the Moralton Area Chamber of Commerce and the Arkansas Division of Workforce Services, was considered by organizers to be a huge success. The Chamber's Stephanie Lipsmeyer says around 70 active job seekers showed up at the University of Arkansas Community College at Moralton Workforce Training Center Thursday to visit with hiring representatives from approximately 40 local businesses. We were booked for this fair, and so we we were over our limit, but we, we didn't turn anyone away. So, you know, we're happy to report that, um, you know, everybody were, was able to get in. We had people inside Tyson Hall. We also had people outside um, outside the hall that was lined up, you know, outside. So that that's a great that's a great success. Lipsmeyer says a few attendees were able to leave the event with a job offer, while others have formal interviews lined up. Lipsmeyer thanked all of the employers who came from Conway County and throughout the region to make the event a success, and she says she hopes the chamber will be able to host a local job fair on a regular basis in the future. Several Democratic lawmakers in Arkansas are calling for the majority Republican legislature to lift the state's ban on schools and government entities requiring people to wear masks. In a letter Thursday, the lawmakers from Little Rock and surrounding Pulaski County asked Republican Governor Asa Hutchinson to call a special session or for GOP legislative leaders to reconvene the House and Senate to take up the repeal. The move comes as Arkansas has the nation's highest COVID-19 rate and as the Arkansas Department of Health confirms that two children have now died due to COVID-19. Officials with the department said the first pediatric COVID-19 death happened at the end of last year but took time to confirm. The second death happened this month. The health department reported 1,860 new cases of the virus in Arkansas on Thursday. The number of active cases in the state increased by 876 for the day to 12,779. Fifteen additional deaths were recorded to bring the state's total to 6,035. Seven new cases were reported in Conway County, and the number of active cases remains at 47. 14 new cases were reported in Perry County, and the number of active cases grew by 11 for the day to 80. Moralton Mayor Alan Lipsmeyer says it's concerning that the case numbers locally are higher now than they were at this time last year. It's kind of even scarier now than it was a year ago that our numbers are even higher with people getting vaccinated, even though probably 90% of the people in the hospital are unvaccinated. And then a lot of children now are getting are getting the COVID. So Children's Hospital is full of a lot of people. You know, it's really very serious. Arkansas Children's Hospital reported 11 confirmed COVID-19 hospitalizations Tuesday, along with several more suspected. Dr. Rick Barr, chief clinical officer at the hospital, said all 11 kids are unvaccinated, but about half are old enough to get the shot. 
the state administered just over 9,200 doses of the vaccine Thursday, and 40.5% of the state's 12 and over population is now fully vaccinated. 21 doses were given in Conway County, where 43% of the 12 and over population is fully vaccinated. In Perry County, 28 doses were given Thursday, and 39.9% of residents 12 and over are now fully vaccinated. Perryville High School is hosting a free vaccine clinic Tuesday, July 27th. The Pfizer vaccine will be available from 10 a.m. until 3 p.m. in the school gym for anyone in the community age 12 and over. You must call Andrea Crowder at 501-889-4331 in advance if you plan to get the vaccine, and a parent or guardian must be present to sign a consent form for anyone under the age of 18. The South Conway County School District's Board of Education used a special meeting Wednesday to quickly approve four personnel matters, three elections and one resignation. Jessica Wiley was hired as the teacher for the Southern Christian Home Partnership Program. Carrie Ceasley was hired as a paraprofessional with a transition to health teacher and assistant high school volleyball and softball coach upon the completion of her teaching certification and college graduation next month. Deborah Surratt was hired as a child nutrition cook at Moralton Primary School. A resignation was approved of bus driver Mike Ellis. Crow Group Project Manager Josh Beck has successfully completed the Design Build Institute of America's Comprehensive Education, Training, and Certification Testing Program to achieve the Design Build Industry's designation as a nationally certified Associate Design Build Professional. DBIA certification is the nation's only measurable standard of an individual's knowledge of the design-build-done-right principles vital to successful project delivery. DBIA offers certification in design-build project delivery to owners, architects, engineers, general contractors, subcontractors, project managers, legal professionals, and academics. Three to six years' substantial design and construction experience is an additional prerequisite for designated associate design-build professional certification. Maintaining the credential requires a minimum of 24 hours of continuing education credit every two years. Now 7.42, and let's check our market report with Jenny Knight of Edward Jones Investments in downtown Moralton. On Wall Street, U.S. equities were little changed on Thursday after the S&P 500 biggest back-to-back advance in two months. Asian markets were higher, with Hong Kong a notable outperformer. European markets also rose after the ECB maintained a dovish policy stance. The 10-year yield declined following the rise in weekly jobless claims, partially reversing Wednesday's sharp move higher. Oil was up for the third consecutive session, closing near the levels that prevailed before Monday's 7.6% drop. Technology stocks led the gains, while the cyclical sectors lagged, suggesting a cautious market undertone. The Dow closed at 34,823, up 25 points. NASDAQ closed at 14,684, up 52 points. Volume was light as 772 million shares traded hands on the big board. Taking a look at stocks of interest to Arkansans, AT&T was up 11 cents at $28.01. Bank of America was down 50 cents at $37.96. Centerpoint Energy was down 14 cents at $25.03. Deering Company was down $1.67 at $351.33. Energy Corporation was down $0.26 at $100.89. Under Armour was down $0.25 at $17.48.
Simmons Bank was down 83 cents at $26.39. Regions Financial was down 28 cents at $18.96. Southwestern Energy was down 11 cents at $4.82. Tyson Foods was down 75 cents at $70.72. Walmart was up 10 cents at $141.27. Live Ramp was down 85 cents at $40.92. Interpublic Group was down 70 cents at $34.11. Nextair Energy was up $0.24 cents at $76.12. Natural Gas was up $0.03 cents at $3.99. Precious Metals were higher. Gold was up $3.60 at $1,807. Silver was up $0.20 cents at $25.46. I am Jenny Knight, Branch Office Administrator with Edward Jones Investments, Doug Cahill's office, North Moose Street, downtown Moralton. Turning to our community calendar, here's where the Conway County Library's bookmobile will be today from 1030 until noon. It'll be at the Museum of Automobiles on Pettigee Mountain. I want to remind you that a portion of Bridge Street near Moralton Primary School remains closed through the end of this month due to construction. The Lanny Heritage Association is having a fundraising yard sale today from 8 until 4 and Saturday from 8 until 1 at the Lanny Community Building on Highway 287. All proceeds will go to the building fund to pay for utilities and maintenance. And for more information, Text Jane McLaren at 501-208-7893. Union Chapel will hold its monthly community meeting Saturday afternoon at 2 at the Schoolhouse Pavilion. Riverview Baptist Church at Apollo will hold revival services beginning Sunday through next Wednesday. Brother John Griswood will be the speaker for each service, and there will be special singing nightly. Service times are at 11 a.m. and 6 p.m. Sunday, and it's 7 o'clock, Monday through Wednesday. And the Conway County Quorum Court meets Monday at 5 at the Courthouse in Moralton. The Budget and Finance Committee will meet prior to that meeting at 4.30 to discuss premium pay for county employees. Well, more and more folks are finding it convenient to listen to KVOM's News Watch on the KVOM podcast channel. And you can subscribe for free by going to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or you can just listen on our website or app. You can listen whenever it's convenient for you. Search for KVOM where you listen to podcasts. The KVOM Newswatch podcast is published each weekday and is brought to you by Petty Jean State Bank. Coming up on 747, we have clouds and 73 degrees at the KVOM studios. Our morning news watch continues with sports and weather after this. Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play. It's just another way that Pettyjean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Pettyjean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Okay, even Newswatch with sports. I'm Eric Tyler. Arkansas football had some encouraging signs, if not a great record in its first season under new coach Sam Pittman. Arkansas snapped a 20-game conference losing streak with a win over Mississippi State and won two more league games in Pittman's debut season. He's among four second-year Southeastern Conference coaches trying to continue making headway. Pittman appeared at SEC Media Days Thursday to talk about his team in the upcoming season, but... Most of the attention at this week's gathering of conference coaches and reporters was given to two non-SEC schools after it was reported Texas and Oklahoma have had 
discussions with the SEC about leaving the Big 12. A person with knowledge of the situation says the two schools have talked about switching conferences with SEC officials, but no formal invitations have been extended. The person also tells the AP that Texas initiated those discussions. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and the two schools all declined comment. Such a move would give the SEC 16 football teams and would be a devastating blow to the 10-member Big 12. Meanwhile, Big 12 leaders held a call without Texas and Oklahoma on Thursday to discuss how to keep the league's flagship schools from bolting to the SEC and contingency plans to survive without them. Big 12 put out a statement that revealed few details but made clear the eight members in danger of being left behind want the Longhorns and Sooners to stay put and that leaving could be costly for Texas and Oklahoma. The person familiar with the call said Commissioner Bob Bowlesby and school officials discussed possible options for persuading Texas and Oklahoma to remain in the Big 12 and potential ways to keep the conference going if they leave. Dylan Carlson and Nolan Arenado both homeward to back Kwon Yun Kim's six solid innings, and the St. Louis Cardinals beat the Chicago Cubs 3-2 last night at Bush Stadium to take 3-4 of four in that series. Cards have won five of the last six overall, to get the record back above 500 at 49 and 48. They'll start a series against the Reds in Cincinnati tonight, first pick at 6:10 p.m. Pre-game coverage at 5:15 on Motown Radio 92.5 FM and AM 800. The Wichita Wind Surge defeated the Arkansas Travelers for the third consecutive night, this time 5 to nothing, in a game called early after rain day lose the field in the bottom of the eighth inning. Travelers continue their series with Wichita tonight at Dickey Stevens Park, first pick at 7:10 p.m. And that is sports this morning. All right, Eric, thank you for those updates here on this Friday morning. We have nine minutes in front of the hour of 8 o'clock here at KVOM with fair skies and 75 degrees here at the KVOM studios. And in our weather outlook for today, lots of sunshine. High of 93, going to be a hot day with heat index values climbing to around 102 with a calm wind becoming southwest around 5 miles per hour this afternoon. We also have a very slight chance of some afternoon showers. Now tonight, 10% chance of showers, then turning to clear skies. Our low down to 74 degrees. Then tomorrow, another 20% chance of showers, maybe a thunderstorm. Otherwise, sunshine high of 95. Heat index values as high as 103 tomorrow. Tomorrow night, mostly clear. Our low down to 74. Then Sunday, 30% chance of showers and thunderstorms. High of 96 degrees, uh, 96 again on Monday as well, with a 40% chance of showers and thunderstorms, and then uh, going up to 97 by Tuesday. Let's take a look now at current conditions here at the KVOM studios. Our humidity is at 100%. Our wind speed is calm at this hour. Barometric pressure, 30.12 inches. Our dew points at 75 degrees. And our visibility is at 8 miles. The low this morning was 71 degrees. The high yesterday was 91. The low a year ago, 72 with a high of 93. No rainfall the past 24 hours at the KVOM studios. Total rainfall for the year remaining at 31.67 inches. Sunset this evening, 822, and sunrise tomorrow morning, 614. When you join us for your favorite country music right here on KVOM FM 101.7. Again, right now in Moralton, we have fair skies, 75 degrees at the KVOM studios at 752. KVOM's Friday morning edition of Newswatch continues with state headlines from the Arkansas Radio Network on the way next. Pettyjean State Bank's all-new free mobile app makes local banking fast, simple, and secure. You can check your balance, deposit checks, pay a bill, transfer funds, and more, all from your mobile device. Transactions are fast, and the app is simple to use. Best of all, it's secure, because Pettyjean State Bank is committed to you and your peace of mind. Online banking customers can download the free PJSB app today from the App Store or Google Play.
play. It's just another way that Petty Jean State Bank is right in town, always in touch. Petty Jean State Bank. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Once again, you're listening to KVOM's Friday morning edition of News Watch. It's approaching 7.59, currently fair skies and 75 degrees at the KVOM studios. And we're back with our close-up segment this morning, visiting with Alicia Hugan on behalf of the Conway County Extension Office. Alicia, good morning. Good Happy morning. Friday. Yes. Finally here. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, of course, uh, uh, coming up uh, uh, is the Conway County Fair. We've, we've been talking about that for the last uh, several months and uh, excited to see uh, some more normalcy at this year's fair, right? That's right. Fingers crossed. You just never know. But yes, uh, September 7th through 11th is going to be the Conway County Fair. So we are getting ready for that. So just a few things that I'd like to mention quickly. That livestock registration is now up and running. So any of the 4-H youth and FFA youth out there that have livestock projects that they plan on exhibiting at the Conway County Fair, um, now's the time to log in and, and get those animals registered. Everything is registration is done completely online. So again, just go to ConwayCountyFair.com and follow the tabs and you'll get registered. Um, This is we've been doing it this way for several years now so it's through a show works program so mm-hmm. most of our kiddos are and families are familiar with that system so anyways it's an online registration and you can take care of that now okay well fantastic uh, next week is uh, going to be a very busy week for uh, the 4-Hers right that's right yes so um, keeping up with the county fair stuff on Monday we are actually getting the um, county fair broiler project so we're super excited about that we have several kiddos registered um, to get those those baby, they get day old chicks, uh, broiler chicks in, and they'll um, raise those out and, and bring them back to the county fair to show. So that is one of the last projects that they'll be getting um, in preparation for the county fair. Okay, fantastic. What else coming up next week? Uh, we also have um, a day camp, and it's prepare for the county fair. So um, we've been doing a lot of livestock stuff throughout the summer and tours and everything. So we're going to change it up just a little bit and do um, some different type things regarding like arts and crafts and different things for the county fair for the education educational building. So we're super excited about that. Like I said, we have several arts and crafts projects. We have um, some cooking and some sewing. So different items such as that for the kiddos to to make next week and be able to exhibit those up in the educational building at the county fair. Okay, fantastic. A lot of exciting things uh, uh, going on here as we prepare for the county fair. Anything else going on? Yes. So next week is also our state 4-H Orama. So, you know, I start every year talking about our county Orama competitions and then we go on to district and then state orama so state orama is different again this year uh, traditionally we go up to the u of a fayetteville and spend a week for our kiddos to tour campus and take part in those competitions but this year it's different um, we will actually be at the arkansas 4-h center for the in-person competitions we have several competitions that will be virtual so those will be earlier on in the week but on friday will be the in-person competition so we have a couple kiddos going down for that we have brianna holzman she's going to be competing and fashion review so we're super excited for her she actually won first place at district so she's going to do super well we're we're wishing her all the best of luck and then we have wesley scroggins he's going to be competing in archery so we're um, so excited that they're going to be able to go and compete in in-person competitions this year. And speaking of Wesley, one thing I would like to mention about him, um, he was our county Rice is Nice 
cooking contest winner. So uh, we submitted his um, recipe on to the State Farm Bureau for that competition. And he was selected. They only select the top three in each division. So in the main dish division, he was selected to submit a video for their state competition. So that's a huge honor. So um, I know he's working on that video now to get that ready for submission. And he cooked a Mexican rice one pot meal. So that was the recipe he submitted. So um, we wish him the best of luck at the state level for that. Most definitely. Well, uh, Alicia, we were talking off air a few minutes ago. Uh, I remember uh, growing up, I was actually not in 4-H. I should have been, but uh, I I was not in 4-H growing up. I had a lot of friends that were in 4-H, and I remember going to the uh, talent competitions and and seeing the different things that uh, they were involved in. And uh, you were mentioning to me that uh, you're hoping that that's going to be coming up soon, right? Yes, fingers crossed. Um, Like I just mentioned, some of those are virtual. So so the um, talent competitions, those are virtual. Basically, Uh the 4-H member submits a video. Uh So um, I think the last time I was here, I mentioned Brooke Duvall. She won first place in the dance competition. So she submitted a video. And that's amazing. It's fantastic. But fingers crossed that we can get back to in person Uh because we're in person people. You know, like Uh (laughs) we want that face to face. So Uh um, anyways, those competitions are still taking place, but they just look they look different than what we are um, accustomed to. I got you. I got you. Monitor and adjusting the best we can. That's right. right. Well, Alicia, anything else going on? Um, Also, one thing I just want to mention next week is going to be – our last day for a district director. Um, she is our boss at house out of Little Rock. So um, she is retiring. So we're getting a new district director. So next okay. week is a very busy week, not only for our office, but for um, extension in general. So um, it's going to be a, a transition for all of us. We're super excited about it. And um, it, it's sad to see someone leave, but it's super exciting to hire on a new person that is going to be, you know, taking the reins. So Most we're looking definitely. forward to that. Most definitely. We'll be excited to uh, find out how all that's going on uh, next week. Of course, yeah. we uh, visit with the Extension Office each and every Friday morning here on KVOM. So, all right. Well, Alicia, anything else to pass along? Or is that just I, about covered? I think that's all next week. So okay. we should be good. Well, next, week, next week, we might not have anything to talk about. That's right. I don't know. We'll just, we'll just do a recap. That's right. <laughs> all right. Folks have been visiting this morning with Alicia Hugan on behalf of the Conway County Extension Office. Alicia, thank you for talking to us this morning. Thank you. You've been listening to KVOM's Morning News Watch, the podcast edition.